You're listening to the Mindfulpreneur Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs who are in the early stages of building their brands learn how to leverage their brand for business growth. My name's Alyssa Zwanek, and over the last five years, I've supported over 150 businesses build, launch, and grow their brands through my agency, Nomad Creative. My mission is simple. I want to empower people like you to fuel your brand's growth through marketing, branding, and social media initiatives. And I'm going to do that by sharing strategic, actionable steps and the stories of others who have successfully done just that. Join me weekly so I can help you take your brand to the next level. Welcome to the Mindfulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Zwana. Let's get into it. Get ready to redefine success the feminine way with our incredible guest, Sloan. Sloan has a certification in women's neuropsychophysiology that's allowed her to combine spirituality with the latest science on women's neurobiology. So she's coached hundreds of entrepreneurs worldwide through transformational peak experiences, retreats, courses, and private consulting. And her fresh perspective on cultivating true pleasure from within really gets us thinking about the transformative power of intuition, self-love, and overall well-being. And the direct correlation that all of those things have on your success as an entrepreneur. Though she works mainly with women, her peak performance framework can be applied to anyone looking to take their business to the next level. So don't go anywhere and listen in as we question old models of success and introduce new ones where you don't have to do more to have more or sacrifice now for greatness later. Finally, if this episode resonates with you at all, I'd love to hear from you in the reviews or send me a DM on Instagram, noting your favorite part of our conversation. That's it for now. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by Nomad Creative. Visit nomadcreative.com for all of your marketing, branding, and social media needs. All right, Sloane, I'm so excited to have you. Um, I remember when we first chatted before bringing you on the podcast, you were like, I don't know if this is going to align because I was shifting, you know, the podcast to focus a little bit more on brand. And your response was like exactly the reason why you needed to be on this podcast. So we're going to get into that basically like your whole perspective on success, building businesses and what that looks like from your perspective, because it's maybe different than the traditional, you know, hustle culture that people are used to. Um, But I really want to start off by saying that I love that you're helping visionary women fulfill their highest potential and deepest desires. And uh, and what's different about your approach, which I think is interesting, is that your coaching philosophy is really based on the idea of putting pleasure and enjoyment of life first, which not many people prioritize. So I feel like I can resonate with that. Of course, it's like easier to preach than it is to practice. Um, But your claim is that this is what ultimately leads someone to the highest levels of success, impact and connection. So we have a ton of ambitious people listening to this podcast. Could you share a little bit more about the framework you use when coaching these individuals on how to reach their peak performance? Yes. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm delighted for this conversation because the concept that I use in all of this is what I call peak performance, the feminine way. And Mm -hmm. 
when we look at this idea of pleasure and feeling good and enjoying your life as a foundation of creating your highest levels of success, impact, and connection, the most important first starting point is that this is around a new idea of pleasure and it's what I call true pleasure. So okay. most what does that look like? <laughs> yeah, most of us have been conditioned to feel like pleasure is sex chocolate or food or some kind of travel where we can finally kind of check out and finally enjoy ourselves. Mm -hmm. This idea of true pleasure is actually about cultivating feeling good on the inside first. And then from that place, you can enjoy external outer world pleasures like sex, chocolate, travel on a whole different level. But true pleasure is something that we don't even have a word for in our culture. The Dutch have a word that's closer to it. It's called hasselic. And for them, mm. it's this idea of um, sitting by a cozy fire with people you love, sipping hot chocolate and that good, warm feeling you would get inside. And I want to take that a step further to also include feeling sensual, excited about life, passionate, engaged in exactly what you're doing in the moment. And it, it, it encompasses a lot, but it is something that all of us humans have access to. And then especially us as women have um, quite a bit of potential in this area. Mm -hmm. And as, as women specifically, so are you co coaching and working specifically with women or does your theory and practice also work towards men? It definitely works towards everyone. This is a human thing. And mm -hmm. my work is geared towards women, which has allowed me to go really deep in understanding women and studying women and creating processes and everything that I do that are, especially for women, because you know, at its beginning, physiologically, we are completely different than men. Right. And our creation in our lives involves something different than what men need to do to create. Yeah, I, I think something to know, um, I'm sure you know this, but maybe not everyone listening knows this is that men are on a 24 hour cycle and women are on a 28 day cycle. So like, imagine like the difference, it is 28 days, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so like imagine the difference between the two and like the emotions and the hormones and like what we experience over this like long span of time, whereas men are just cycling on this 24 hours and this, you know, modern culture is very much suited to the man, right? And everything is done within the 24 hours, the diets, the lifestyle, the, the hustle culture. And so we're here to basically say like, you know what, especially for women, if you're a woman listening, like there is a different way to go about it. And it's really about getting in touch with like yourself and finding what makes you happy. And once all of those things are in line, aligned internally, that's when you're really able to kind of reach your fullest potential, right? Yes, yes. And the interesting thing about our 28 day cycle, which is an average number, so all women have a different length of cycle, mm. but is physiologically, we are four different people over the course of our 28 day cycle. So while men physiologically are the same person every day, every 24 hours, um, in our bodies, our sex hormones, including estrogen, progesterone, and some other hormones, are actually the heartbeat of our entire physiological system. So what that means is um, estrogen, progesterone, the sex hormones, they, as they shift throughout our 28-day cycle, our respiratory system changes, our heart 
beat and heart system changes, our um, bone structure changes, pretty much every single system within our body shifts as the sex hormones shift. So literally, we are four different people over the course of a month. Now, most of us have been taught some some version of that. You know, we know we have the cycle and the different Mm -hmm. phases, but we're usually taught it in terms of reproduction. Right. So most women think of their cycle as having to do really just with reproduction when actually it's kind of running every element of our lives. And when you really start to understand this about our bodies and who we are and how we change, you also start to uncover that we have superpowers in each phase of our cycle. And yes. most of us have just been taught, well, actually, the second half of the cycle is just kind of something um, or part of the cycle is just something you deal with, you know, having lower energy leading up to your period and then maybe low energy or low mood during the time when you have your period. You just deal with it. You kind of try to get through it. You continue to act consistently for work, for your family, because that's what you do. And and when we do that, we're really missing out on some of our greatest powers as women. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Could you actually break down what those four phases are? I don't know if you have like a, a strong understanding or background on how those like basically like how you should treat yourself differently or what you can expect from yourself through each of those phases, because I've read it. I can't fully remember exactly like how it's broken down, but I know that like in certain phases, you have to be a little bit more caring and gentle with your body. Whereas like other phases, you have more energy and you're more likely to make stronger decisions and things like that. So what does that cycle look like for women? Well, so in the beginning of the cycle is the first day of your period. And I also would like to share that even if you don't get a period, you as a woman, if you were born female, you have these cycles. So they can be tracked. It's just a little less convenient or easy if you don't have a period. Mm -hmm. Um, The first day is the first day of your period. During this time, the body is set up for you to go within. So your hormones are at their lowest level on day one. And um, your, your whole system is actually needing less calories, your heart rate slows, your breathing slows. And within this, you actually have access, the highest access during your whole cycle to your intuition. And they mm-hmm. can do brain scans and, and really understand on a, a deep kind of medical level when and how we have access to our intuition is during this time. So starting from day one and then increasing from there, your estrogen is on the rise. And you can think of estrogen as the the hormone that's more like bringing you out into the world, making you feel social. And as you move into phase two of your cycle, you're becoming more and more outward focused. Phase two and three of the cycle are the times when for women, we tend to be in alignment with uh, more of the male structures. You're more Mm -hmm. outgoing. These are great times to especially leading up to um, the peak of your estrogen, which is actually when you ovulate, that's phase three, uh, that, that's the best time to do sales conversations, a presentation, networking. You know, when you're out, you have the most energy. You actually, in studies, are more attractive to people. There's just an outward openness, oh. attractiveness um, way of being that you have. And then after you ovulate, your estrogen then takes a sharp, sharp dip along with luteinizing hormone, which is another sex hormone, and slowly your progesterone levels start to rise. So in phase three, 
people tend to now start getting into lower energy. Maybe your mood goes down a little bit. Um, you actually really need to shift your diet. So this is a great time to get a little bit more carbohydrate into your diet, preparing for your cycle to be coming. And this is a time when we have a superpower that is around critical thinking and analysis. So phase three is the perfect time if you have like one of those really challenging problems you you haven't been able to figure out, you need to analyze a contract, do a business deal. This is a time where you have a critical thinking and kind of intellectual capacity that's peaking through the peak of progesterone. And then um, phase uh, one, two, four. Three. <laughs> um, also during a time with progesterone and you're now is the progesterone levels are decreasing leading up to the first day of your cycle, which is the beginning of one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really a time to start becoming more introspective. A lot of women will go through a time here where they get really like hypercritical or annoyed with someone in their lives. And this is actually a gift. So we want to learn how to use this gift because in an unhealthy way, it can come out like just picking at everything with your spouse or making everything that the kids do wrong. But underneath that, this is really a time when you have a heightened awareness about what's not working. Hmm. So if you are picking at the kids or the spouse or whatever, what's actually happening that you want to shift. Maybe you're needing a little bit more attention Maybe you haven't been getting enough support for all the things that you're doing and it's kind of coming out in a sideways way. Whatever it is, is an opportunity to look more deeply at why this is happening instead of trying to medicate it or forget about it or be nicer or just lashing out and really look at what's going on underneath. And then you move it back into phase one in the shed and um, having your period. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like the mm-hmm. fact that you just spoke for like three whole minutes on that guy, pay attention, men, if you're listening, we are magical creatures. Okay. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> oh, okay. So with, with all of this said, women obviously have so much power, depending on where you are in your cycle, you want to utilize that power in different ways. And the way that you're coaching women to reach their fullest potential in their business, in their career, in their life, in everything is by connecting with oneself and by doing that through pleasure, right? So how is it that you're guiding women and integrating that pleasure into their paths to success? And what transformations have you witnessed through the clients that you've worked with? Well, my framework is on five core beliefs. So this is kind of the overall model that I use with women. And the way this started was I actually began in my coaching work where I was helping people, lawyers create million dollar law firms. And I was helping lawyers with strategy and mindset. So adjusting how you think and then what kind of business strategies can we put in place to create success? And I started seeing that people could use the same two strategies and get one has this amazing success and the other, it's a complete failure. Mm, So it's not strategy that is the deepest thing that causes success. What is it? And I kept asking that question and going deeper and deeper in my own life and with my clients. And what I came to see was the deepest place that I know to go if we want to shift something that will have the biggest impact is in your core beliefs. 
some people have core beliefs that align to success, creating the highest impact and mm-hmm. having meaningful connections. And some people don't. So core belief number one of my framework is true pleasure is my North star. Now for a lot of women, this idea of pleasure is like, yeah, that sounds great Sloan, but you know, I'm just trying to create success in my business or take care of my kids and family or get through the day. Mm-hmm. And wherever you are on the concept of pleasure, whether it feels close or something that's really distant, the most important thing about core belief number one in this whole process is just at its core, do you want to embrace the idea that the way you feel on the inside matters? And if, if people need proof or support for that, uh, Sean Aker wrote a book called The Happiness Advantage in which he basically mm. took hundreds and every single study that he could find on happiness and created this monster, massive analysis of it. And what he found is that when people are happy, they perf- outperform in every single area of their life, their health, their wealth, their success, their connection, their quality of relationships, everything. And I want to take the happiness concept deeper and say true pleasure is a more thorough way for us to describe happiness as women. It includes how we feel in our bodies. It includes the narrative that's going on in our minds. It really is a much more holistic way of talking about happiness for women. So the first question is, do you want to embrace this idea for your life? And then if that's a yes, then we move into core belief number two, which is radical self-love is my pathway to true pleasure. The path to true pleasure isn't to like just start enjoying what you're doing. I mean, you can definitely do that. But the next step is to start to build an amazing, high quality, soulful, joyful, passionate relationship with yourself. That is the path and the the journey truly to true pleasure. And um, when you embrace that journey is, is literally the way that you come to feeling so good on the inside, because this isn't about positive thinking. It's not about putting on a happy face, fake it till you make it. It's not really any of those things that a lot of people have misunderstood it to be about. It's about cultivating genuinely feeling good on the inside for you, by you, regardless of life circumstances first. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? How do you do that? You know, because when it's said, it's so easy, but someone who might be struggling or who's maybe in a bit of a depression or who's having trouble feeling that self-confidence or, you know, getting to the next level of what they feel would be, you know, an achievement in their life. Like, how do you support people to kind of get out of that and and truly be able to believe in themselves? Because like you said, it's not like, it's not just talk. You really have to feel it. And I feel like I've kind of gone through that transition where I was able to see the difference between the two. And I have to say, I kind of do go in and out. I don't think that you're really always in one state or another, but it's also a matter of like how quickly you can bounce back into that state of bliss or whatever you want to call it, right? Um, So for someone who really has trouble getting out of that or who has maybe never really been able to kind of break free of their own kind of mental constraints, what... What do you suggest that they do? Well, the first most important thing that you just brought up as a beginning point is that I believe one of the most toxic things about the personal growth industry is that it's not being illuminated, that there is a huge difference between intellectually understanding something 
gaining new awareness about you should love yourself, for example, and then actually going on the journey to experience it. Yeah. Most people, you know, personal growth is a multi-billion dollar industry. I think it's like 30 something billion dollar industry. And I, I, my view is that maybe 5% of people who are actually consuming personal growth are on the journey of making the changes in their lives. And the other 95% are just consuming ideas. And then the problem, especially for women, is that women will then beat themselves up. I'm doing, I did all this programs and the podcasts and the books, and but I don't actually feel this thing in me. Well, those are two different um, skills and experiences. So how do you do it? It was your question. And to me, this is all about building a relationship with yourself. And it is so important. If you've ever had the experience like, I know more is possible for me, but I keep not achieving it. Or I have these deepest desires in my life, but somehow, no matter how far I get, those deepest desires are not satisfied or things aren't working the way they should or could, even though from the outside, it looks like I'm really successful and I could go on and on. If you have any of those experiences, the path forward isn't about getting something else on the outside. It is about building this relationship with yourself. And notice that I keep using that word, building a relationship with yourself. There are always two of you, at least, involved in your relationship with you. So you're the one who in your mind speaks and you also hear what you're saying. You can touch your body and you can feel your touch on your hand and you can also feel the touch on your arm or wherever you touch your body. And you can look at that in every nuance of this relationship between you and you. And for me, the activity, um, the activities are quite diverse and you can actually respond and interact with yourself as if you're in a relationship with you. So this is an example that I love to give. Imagine you were in a new relationship with someone, Alyssa, and they were like, Oh, you're, you're great. You cool. I feel good about you, but they never look you in the eye and they never touch you and they don't really spend time with you. Like when you guys are together, they're kind of on their phone and doing other things and just sort of busy. And, um, they sort of put you last. Don't speak up for you very often. Definitely are taking care of other people over you. I mean, how long would that relationship last? I probably wouldn't what? even get into it. Yeah. Exactly. You <laughs> get it. And you would move on, except that that is the quality of relationship that most women are maintaining with themselves. Even women who would say, yeah, my relationship with me is pretty good. I feel fine. And so I have a course that's called Falling in Love with Yourself. Beautiful experience. And one of the greatest challenges I have with it is I, I'm around women who are doing great things and feeling really good about themselves and powerful humans. And they're all like, well, you know, that's not really my area of focus. And so this piece, this second core belief, radical self-love is my pathway to the true pleasure. Unless you can actually say honestly to yourself, I am in a practice of radical self-love with me. I'm passionately in love with the woman, the human who I am. Unless you can say that, there's so much more that's possible in your relationship with you. And that really is the adventure of finding out what that is and how you experience that with yourself. 
What are like some things, activities, you mentioned that there's a ton of activities. Could you give me an example of like one or two that you would do that you kind of like date yourself, right? You're in a relationship with yourself, which by the way, I love that concept. And you're right. Just as much as like we have these voices in our heads, I also almost want to flip it back to like the outside world on how like everyone else has also a different perception of who we are. And I think that a lot of people also have trouble loving themselves and being true to themselves because of so many external voices um, and external influences and the comparison game and all of that, you know, where it's like at the end of the day, every single person that ever meets you knows you as a different version. So like there are probably hundreds of different versions of yourself out there, but at the end of the day, it's like up to you to choose who you want to be and what version you want to feel and embody, right? Because you're going to, you're going to externalize in a certain way and everyone's going to kind of digest you differently. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's not about what everyone else thinks. It's about what you think and how you feel. And if you're constantly letting all of those external forces influence you, then how do you really know what makes you happy and what makes you tick and like what makes you thrive. Right. Um, so I, I really love that concept and kind of getting in touch with who you really are. So let's get kind of like back to the question is like, how can someone, what is an activity that someone can do to, to get in touch, to get to know themselves better and to have those conversations with themselves? Well, let's use a real life example. So do you know your love language? Um, I do. What is it? Acts of service. Acts of service. So a great activity for you would be to to give yourself an act of service. And I personally, for that one, love like the future gift. So that could be set up a flower delivery a week from now or send yourself a love note or a sexy letter or something in the mail where you actually open up the mail and get something from you. But it could be any kind of act of service. And here's the most important key of this whole idea that really applies to all self-care and self-love is while you're receiving from yourself, you consciously notice and appreciate the experience. So it's not enough if your act of service is to gift yourself a massage. I'm not sure if that's an act of service, but let's say you gift yourself a massage to just go and lay there and get a massage and zone out. You got to be there at least part of it while you're getting the massage and like feeling the hands on your body. Thank you so much to myself for bringing me here. Wow, this is feeling so relaxing. All that touching, it feels amazing. You're appreciating the experience that you gave yourself. Mm -hmm. So for anyone, if you know your love language, this is a really great place to start. Mine is physical touch. And so I do a lot of um, experiences with myself of just touching myself. It's sometimes it's when I'm going to the bathroom. I just have (laughs) minutes there and I'll just be like touching myself or another one of my favorites actually is my hands on my face and maybe looking in the mirror and just feeling how soft my cheeks are and I mean honestly the variety is endless the possibilities are endless and the more um, pleasure and enjoyment and passion you put into creating these experiences for yourself the more powerful it is especially when then you receive that from yourself mm-hmm I love that. I think that's a great starting point too, because it's so easy and tangible. So if you don't know your love language, go on, go online, do a quiz. Like it's so easy and accessible. I feel like some people just kind of know, but I was, I wasn't surprised when I got my results, but when I did, and oddly enough, 
it helped my husband and I understand our relationship and what we needed from each other better. Like call it as cliche as you want, but this has, I mean, we've been together for, I think like 12 years now. Um, so it's been a while, but I think kind of halfway through the journey, we hit a bit of a rough patch and I was like, you know what, let's just do this stupid quiz, you know? And I, kid you not, like so much shifted afterwards because like I understood more what he needed and he understood more what I needed. And it's like, if I ask for help around the house with different things, it's not that I'm like nagging where I can't do it myself. I could do it myself, but I feel like I just always do everything myself. I run a business, I lead a team. Like I'm always in this kind of leadership role that sometimes I like to be babied and I like to be taken care of. And that is, you know, helping me out and doing things without me necessarily having to ask. And so just like understanding that love language. So I think that's a great starting point because anyone can do that. Anyone can relate. Um, and then take yourself on a date or do something for yourself to really feel that. Right. Yes. And the other thing it gives is that when you fill yourself up and when you can fill yourself up, then the, the love that you receive from other people can be overflow. It's not that I need this from you. I need to be touched because I'm desperate for touching is like, I'm, I'm all touched up. And when you touch me, then it's just bonus and extra and I can love and appreciate it and really take it in. And I want to also circle back to one of the questions that you asked earlier about the results that come for clients from this, because this is the kind of thing that makes peak performance the feminine way a little challenging. It's not logical and linear necessarily the way we've been taught to create and to experience life. But the outcome and why this is so powerful is that women really start living their lives and experiencing the fullness of their lives on a different level. So just have a moment to reflect if you're listening of how often do you actually enjoy your life? Like feel happy, feel joy, you're present, you're focused, you want more, but in this moment, you're like, wow, really enjoying what is. For most women, that's rare. And mm -hmm. also at the same time, most women will say, I'm so grateful for my life. I'm so grateful for everything I have, but I don't necessarily feel it. And the outcome from this are things like the success that is created from this is astronomical. Most of my clients double their revenue, triple one client, 10 X her revenue and on and on. And to me, that's like the easy part. That's like, oh yeah, that's great. But what people are consistently experiencing with cultivating this relationship with themselves and pleasure as their North star are things like a client said uh, she went to go see her favorite band in concert by herself. There was no one she really wanted to go with. She went by herself and danced her heart out and enjoyed herself and loved it. And she never would have done that before. I have women consistently a whole new level of intimacy in their relationships and connectedness that they didn't even know was possible with their partners. And then my favorite one, because it also is really touching for me personally in my own life, has been a whole new level of connection and presence with children. And I know that we as moms, we love our kids and, you know, there's this like whole heart dedication to our kids, but to be able to be with your kids and have fun playing, enjoying seeing them in the moment and exactly who they are and accepting their beingness as who they are without having to change them or having something different. There's this whole new level of connection with kids and family that stems from when you're connected to yourself 
you can connect with other humans on a different level. And then everything else flows with that. Yeah. And what's kind of coming up for me is I'm thinking about being present, right? Like when you're talking about the kids, a lot of the times when you're not necessarily in touch with yourself, you're not able to be in touch with the present moment, which means, you know, if to go off the kids example, you're sometimes coming home, you're overwhelmed, you have so much on your mind, your fuse is short, you don't have any patience. So you're not really taking that in and you're kind of just responding to them absentmindedly as opposed to really feeling good about everything that's happened in your day about yourself to then be so present with your kids to be able to kind of take that in. And I think when things really started to shift with me, I mean, it's, it's, oh God, how many years, probably like maybe six years ago. Now I read the power of now by Eckhart Tolle, which is such a beautiful book. If anyone is interested, it's, you know, about mindfulness and about like living in the present moment and the way that it's written too, it's kind of in these little little sections and segments that's so digestible. And there's something about that book that really resonated with me. And that's when I really started to practice gratitude more, right? What is it every single day that I'm grateful for? Sometimes it's as little as like the warm sun shining on my skin. Um, And then sometimes it's a big win. Um, And you were talking about kind of relishing in these moments and really being able to enjoy them. I'm remembering back, I think it was two summers ago now, um, I had been building my team at Nomad Creative. And this was probably the biggest project we had ever executed. We'd been working with the client for almost an entire year. Throughout the year, I probably had, it was between like 13 and 15 freelancers helping to work to get this job done. And then the day came where like the website launched, everything came into play from the brand strategy, the marketing strategy, the um, social media, the branding, like the whole website, everything kind of came in and that website launched. And I was so emotional. Like I wrote this, wow, I'm almost like kind of getting back there now. I wrote this like really beautiful, heartfelt note to my entire team and individually called out each of them for like the things that they did because wow, I didn't think I would, I've never gotten emotional on this podcast, but like, I'm kind of like, if it wasn't for them, I would not have been able to do that. And to be able to sit and think like a few years ago that it was just me, it was just me in this business. And I was able to do this. I was able to build this team to put this together, to get this client, to achieve such a like successful completion of a job. Um, and, and sat in that gratitude. And I have to say like, maybe previous me wouldn't have had the capacity or the thought to even sit and really relish and embrace that moment. So, wow, that felt good to kind of say again. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. I love the way you could appreciate that experience and, and bring gratitude in and then it it keeps flowing even into this moment right now. Yeah, definitely. So crazy. Um, I want to bring it back to, you know, the entrepreneur. Obviously, we have a lot of people in business listening to this podcast. Um, Naturally, we actually have, I think it's like 80% women. So this is perfect for them. But like Mm -hmm. we said, even though you're working with women, this practice um, and this mentality and this framework can work no matter 
who you are, what your sexual orientation and gender may be, right? Um, and it's ultimately coming back to yourself. So I want to ask you, what do you feel like is the problem with the old model of success where it's really characterized by doing more and sacrificing for future greatness? And like, I know that you don't align with that. We spoke a lot about your approach. So what do you feel is necessarily wrong or isn't working about the old way of doing things? And why is this way the way of the future? Well, the old model has become for a lot of women, do more to have more. And I've got to do it all myself. It's like the heavy burden on my shoulders for me to take care of everything. So what's coming out of that is that we are experiencing women with burnout at a rate of three times that of men. Women have depression at least twice as often as men. And same with autoimmune diseases. And there's so many statistics of Ultimately, this way that things are going right now in our culture really isn't working for women. And the old model for me is a way of looking outside of you to create something. And like you said, sacrifice now for the future or for something you want later, whether that's more success or the relationship you want or any of that. And the new model and this this, uh, framework with the core beliefs is really about going within first. It's really based on this idea that everything we experience on the outside is a mirror for what's happening on the inside. And this is one of the reasons I love entrepreneurship so much. It is such a crystal clear reflection to look at the truth of your business and see how you're showing up. Now, a lot of us have blind spots. Pretty much everybody has blind spots. And that's why we work with mentors and get support. And When you look at the truth of your business, you can see what you're doing to create that. So it's a, I think having a business is one of the greatest personal growth tools there is. And um, with the five core beliefs and with adjusting your core beliefs, you have the opportunity to go down to the deepest levels possible and shift the ways you see yourself and the world So that the actions and the thoughts and the feelings and everything that flows out of that is aligned with the places that you want to go to. Yeah. So crazy. (sighs) This is a feel good podcast episode. I have to say. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Good. It's been so great having you, Sloan. We're definitely going to link out all of your resources. Anyone who might be interested in working with you, you have such great insights and obviously a way to achieve success that cares about the human and the person. You know, it's not about burnout. You don't necessarily have to experience all of those things to be successful and to be happy. So everyone listening, keep that in mind. There is another way. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we always end the podcast with what I call the mindful minute where our guests share an experience or something that they learned throughout their life, throughout their business or career that they want to leave the listeners with. So what would that be for you? When I was a lawyer and I was building my law firm, I started telling my clients that they could contact me for more than their legal work. I was doing a bunch of coaching myself, getting coached in order to create more success in my law firm. And I was growing and changing. So I said to my clients for $99 a month, you can have unlimited phone and email access to me to call me about anything, your mindset, profitability, team, marketing, strategy, whatever. And um, as I started doing that, I created a program. I ended up forming a separate company. 
And I start to get this feeling inside, like I wanted to support women. I, I, there's something like I'm meant to help women. Now, at this time, I was in a very masculine place. I would dress like a woman in my dresses and heels, but I was on the golf course, smoking cigars, swearing. I mean, I was like full on corporate lawyer, looking like a woman, acting like a man kind of vibe. I had a hard time connecting with women. I definitely wasn't a leader of women. It, what I'm saying is it was nowhere in my reality that I would be supporting women, but I knew inside I had this feeling, this pull, this desire. And that really set me off on a many years of a journey of exploring who do I need to become to become a leader of women and, and pursue this calling that I have. And it has brought me to this place and it will continue to bring me beyond. This is my life's work for sure. And here's the thing I want to leave with, which is no matter how outrageous or out of the box or inconsistent with your current life, your inner guidance is this is the greatest life and business strategy I know. And I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it again and again and again with my clients, women around the world. When we follow what we know in our hearts is for us, or not for us sometimes, life can flourish in the most beautiful ways. On the other side of following that is your greatest freedom, is the connection that you want with people, is the highest impact that you're here to make and whatever that means for you individually and is all the success that you really want. Mm, connecting with that gut, that intuition, and really following that, right? Love that. Yes. Again mm. and again and again. <laughs> over and over and over. Yeah. And, and really kind of, you know, I think building that relationship with yourself and understanding yourself better will also lead you to be able to recognize those cues and when something feels off and that it's not just that maybe something is wrong in a situation, but maybe like you need to get out of it, or maybe it's a calling to do something else, something different, something greater. Um, I feel like a lot of people kind of suppress a lot of those things that come up or they just don't recognize it or know how to really like deal with it. Um, so I feel like this episode is actually like a really great starting point for people to at least get introduced into that idea. And then if they're interested in learning more, they can certainly connect with you on any which way. So let them know how they can do that social website, all of the things. Go ahead. Yes, please connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm at heart and Sloan with an E on the end. And then my website is the with an E on the end of Sloan. Um, and I honestly, there's a place to sign up to have a call with me. We can connect on social. I love to connect with people who are dedicated to their growth and who are interested in this work. And I would love to hear from you if you feel inspired. I love that. All right, everyone. This is the end of our episode today. I hope this gave you some insight on how you can connect with yourself in order to achieve those different levels of success within your business. Um, we'll talk next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, a review would be much appreciated. This podcast is brought to you by Nomad Creative. Visit nomadcreative.com for all of your marketing, branding, and social media needs.